Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in again. Today I have the second episode recorded with visuals. I mentioned it in the last episode that there will be two episodes with this speedrunner. In this episode we talked about RNG in speedruns, which is something a lot of people hate. Like I really believe most people who watch speedruns and who are speedrunning give a lot of hate towards RNG, which is understandable, like most people assume RNG is a really, really bad thing in speedruns. But in the episode, we actually talked a lot about positive things in RNG, like how RNG gives actual another layer of skill set to learn in a speedrun and how it makes the speedrun more in-depth for the long run. So I think that is a really, really cool concept. We also talked about the frustrating things in RNG or why RNG is a frustrating thing and how to deal with it mentally. Just in general, really awesome RNG episode. If you, if you want to listen to something like this and this is the right episode for you, I hope you will enjoy it and uh, see you, see you in the episode. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Speedrun Education where I talk again with visuals. If you are familiar with him, we talked already with him about Hollow Knight, but today we talk about RNG. So visuals, let's actually start right away with what is RNG and what does it stand for in the speedrunning season and in general, how would you answer that question? Uh, yeah, RNG stands for random number generator. Um, you can also just call it randomness or luck or Basically, it's just a way to introduce artificial randomness into most of the time video games, but in a lot of different things. Um, it's just, uh, it can be anything from enemy patterns to uh, enemy locations to item drops, et cetera, et cetera. Just a way of showing randomness in a video game. Yeah. So when we think about speedrunning a game, we obviously want to play as perfect as possible through a game and RNG and randomness can be a little problem to get to that point. Like if the enemy is like giving you a bad pattern or a boss fight is like giving you an unlucky pattern and kills you, then you just die to RNG. There's not that much you could do about that. So how do we deal in speedruns with RNG and how does RNG affect Hollow Knight, for example? Uh, yeah, RNG is extremely prevalent in Hollow Knight. It's it's such a massive part of it. You just eventually you just have to kind of embrace it. It's gonna it's gonna happen. You're gonna get bad patterns. You're gonna get you know um, weird enemy locations. It's just you just have to embrace and understand that, that that it's gonna happen. It doesn't just happen to you. It happens to everybody, um, especially in Hollow Knight. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like Hollow Knight's so RNG, like you actually can't. Tacit, you can't do a tool assisted speedrun of it because oh, okay. everything is everything's RNG. There's no seeds. Like even the dash distance is apparently random, from what I've been told. Like yeah, wow. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not 100 consistent at all. That's um, not cool. <laughs> yeah, but eventually you just kind of uh, you just learn to to deal with it. And it, it in a weird way, like when you think about speedrunners, you would think about oh they would must hate RNG, it must be the worst thing ever. But at the same time. I don't even think if you were to remove all the RNG from Hollow Knight, I don't think it would be fun. I think half of the fun of our, of, of Hollow Knight in general and speedrunning is dealing with the RNG and how you learn to deal with it, how you adjust to it on the fly. And uh, like when you see a bad pattern, how do you adjust to that? How do you find out how to do fast damage uh, while dealing with weird patterns or whatever? So I, th I, I think it gives... Um, I think the point of RNG is to give games replay value, but I do think some games can't go overboard with it. Like... Uh, for example, I think it's Bioshock Infinite. There's a an item you like absolutely have to drop. If you don't get it, like there's no point in continuing the run. It loses like a billion years or something. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, billion years. And uh, so what the community did was it, it has like a super low drop rate, something like five or ten percent or whatever. So mm-hmm. like they would just have, and it I think it's like a pretty decent chunk into the run. So the community decided like. Like it's not even worth running the game if we have to try to get this drop every time. So they just modded the game to where it drops 100% in the same chest every time so that the skill is based on the rest of the run. And that's like an example of like RNG going too far. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a healthy middle ground of like if there's no RNG in a run, eventually, unless it has a really high skill ceiling like Celeste, I think Celeste is a good example of no RNG done well because the RNG comes from the human element of no one's ever going to be able to execute this perfectly. You know, mm-hmm. maybe one day somebody will have like a, 100% perfect run or whatever, but it's very unlikely that anybody will ever have like 30 minutes of perfect gameplay. So um, unless it has an extremely high skill ceiling like that, I think RNG can be a good thing to introduce a way of like making it to where the game will never be capped, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. They'll never like have it solved. It'll never be done. And, and of course, like no speed game's ever really done, like as we've seen from Super Mario Bros. But um, I do, <laughs> I do think that like it can be done well um, when in in small ways. Um, and it, it it is a skill. Like it is a skill of how you deal with yeah. energy. I I totally love what you say because that was one question I prepared for you, like very end. If like, can you say something positive about RNG? And you just said it <laughs> right away because I also totally agree on that. Like, if a game has no RNG, that can be great. As you said, Celeste is still a, like incredible, great speed game, but um. RNG, like, you have to focus on movement, on, like, boss threats or enemy threats or whatever, combat threats. But if you put in RNG to this, it's just another skill set you have to adapt to, like, dealing with bad patterns with good patterns. I really... I, you just said everything I want to hear from you, basically. That it's, like, <laughs> another skill you need to learn. And, like, when TG8, for example, started... Like, that's the first time I realized that. When TG8 started to go from Celeste to Link's Awakening... He said, like, in one of his first tweets on this game, he he starts to understand that, like, um, that you have to learn or you can learn RNG, learning how to deal with RNG and getting around, like, patterns, like, seeing, oh, how what happens when I enter the room in this way? How does the enemy respond to me then? And then you can see, like, what's the best optimal way. And I really, really like what you said. So would you say generally that you can learn RNG and how do you learn RNG? Like what is a good example you can basically use about that topic to make it just yeah, clear? Uh, yeah. I, I think, um, I think RNG is, it's almost like it almost is your experience with the game is where it kind of shines because once you do a room a thousand times, you're, you're most likely, unless it's some crazy game, you're most likely going to see every iteration of that room. You're going to see every, you know, enemy placement. You're going to see everything. Uh, if you did something very slightly different, how they reacted to it or whatever. So I think that whenever you have a lot of experience with the game and you run it for long enough, you start to understand like, like there's a room in hollow Knight where, uh, it's intruding where you enter the room and there's three guys and they can be randomly placed throughout and you mm-hmm. need to get a hit on each one of them or three hits in total, but most times it's one from each. And I've run the category so much that I, like as soon as I enter the room and I see how all three of them are placed, I immediately know, okay, I need to jump, then turn around, do a quick slash to the left to hit both and then jump and pogo off the last one and dash immediately to get in between him and the, the ceiling. And so like, once you run it enough, you kind of understand, like, just from muscle memory of, like, uh, let me just pick from the eight different combinations of things I need to do based on where they are. And uh, I, I do think it, like, it, it it almost becomes fun, at, you know, once once you feel like 
there's nothing the game can throw at me that's going to throw me off. Like I, I can handle anything it gives me, and it, it, it is, you know, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, God, I guess <laughs> I you said it so well, and I faded so out by just listening to you that I totally forgot that I'm, I'm recording a podcast. So sorry, <laughs> sorry everybody. Um, uh, okay, you you mentioned uh, like RNG, like you cannot test. Hollow Knight because RNG is like so random that you cannot manipulate in any way. Do you know something about RNG manipulation? Because uh, some people might not know that in most speed games you can actually manipulate some parts of the RNG. So can we talk a little bit about that? Like RNG manipulation, what it's about and how it like works from what you know and what I know, we can probably work out something that sounds well enough for this yeah, brief yeah. mention. Uh I know a little bit about RNG manipulation as far as like what I've seen from um from different YouTube videos, mm -hmm. but basically, uh, I guess the best I can do is to give examples of like um, Super Mario Bros. You know, there's certain seeds of the game to where, let's say, it had six dice rolls, right? And uh, if you started the game on one frame, you'll get a six five two four, right? On every single time, if you start on that exact frame, you'll always get six five two four on those different RNG checks or whatever, and you know, we'll call them dice rolls. And then if you start one frame later, then you'll always get like two one two four or something like that. Like you'll always get that that thing. And so RNG manipulation, as far as I know, is is getting a way to control the RNG of certain sections of runs as best as you can. So for example, in Pokemon, where they need to catch a Nidoran in Pokemon mm. uh, Red, um, they can turn off the console and turn it back on and load it up in a certain way while holding the same buttons every time to where they're always get a good Nidoran so they don't have to deal with the randomness and um, deal with the RNG. So it's just a way to control the RNG as well as you can to eliminate as much randomness that can be like crushing to runners or, or really inconvenient um, as best as you can. That's, that's basically my RNG manipulation knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you said it already pretty well. I, I recently watched a video about like uh it's actually a completely different video like it was a kaiser mario uh rom hack mm -hmm. grand Pooh was playing it and that was like one level where um every time he enters a door he gets a different room like out of four or five and then he explained that there's probably no real rng in, in a game because it always relies on maybe your movement like if you move that certain way you always get the same rng but no human being can move move that perfectly to get always the same rng or mm -hmm. it relies on like global frames or the frames on the certain screen. It's it's all these things and people that's the crazy thing about speedrunning, I feel like people invest so much time to figure out things like that that there is basically most RNG in a video game is not really hidden from us if there yeah. there are people who are dedicated to it. Like um Actually, I just go ahead because I recorded a, an episode with uh, Dave Stereo, who's a Final Fantasy speedrunner, and he told me like a story yeah, that guy. that on <laughs> that on a specific cutscene there are like sparks and laser beams like shooting out, and depending on how many sparks there are or laser beams there are, I don't really know, remember what exactly it was, but something like that. It's, uh, how many frames there are shooting these laser beams? They take the amount of frames, put it into a calculator, and then they know the RNG seed for a later part of the run. And how these two things are even connected is, like, absurd in the first place. If you don't get what I say, go listen to that episode, please. That's um, awesome. It's, it's like, so absurd to think about that, and that people figure it out is even more absurd. So it shows that, like, speedrunners have 
if there's something to figure out, then they will figure it out. Like I can guarantee you this. <laughs> yeah, um, I go go I, ahead. I, I I I love like how, finding out how they find out things like this. You know, like yeah. the the you know with Super Mario Bros. Three, they found out how to get the Hammer Brothers to move certain ways on the the menu or whatever. If you end the levels on certain uh, frames. yeah yeah yeah. I always find that so fascinating. Yeah, that for for that record, uh, there are like great videos to explain like how certain things work in speedruns. If you're more interested in that, you go go on YouTube, do a little bit of research. You will get so much knowledge about it, and you see so much dedication. It's just beautiful to watch, in my opinion. Uh, but oh, back sure. to the topic, we we got a lot ahead of us. Um, so we, we you are a Hollow Knight speedrunner, and Hollow Knight mm. is a very RNG reliant game. And at some point, the RNG rather deter- uh, determines if you get a world record or not, or a UPB or not. So how how do you like how does it feel to have RNG deciding about your world record and how to deal with that, or is it even fun to speedrun a game at that point? Like you can probably explain it better than I can ask about it. Yeah, I. I I will say that I used to not be good at dealing with it. Like I used to let it get to me really hard. And and I've said a hundred times, like on streams, like there would be runs where um, if just one thing would have, you know, let's use the dice example. If if there's one part of the run, if I just wouldn't have got a one, you know, if I would have got any other any other outcome, like even on like a twenty sided die, if I just wouldn't have got a one, then I would have been fine. But I just got the one bad result, and it just it hurts. It it actually just it just really hurts. Um, but you know, you keep moving on, you keep trying, like eventually the stars will align, you know, and, and, uh, as a quick example, like I was grinding for true ending record recently and, um, at the time of this recording and, uh, <laughs> there was a run where in true ending, true ending is really RNG heavy. I mean, the whole game's RNG heavy, but true ending in particular, it just feels very unforgiving because the, the coin flips and the dice rolls that you have to get in order to even have a chance at world record sometimes feels like is it even possible to get all of them to line up. And mm-hmm. there was a run I got uh, two weeks ago or so where everything did line up. I got all the RNG I needed. I got everything I needed. And I got to the White Palace. And the White Palace is not RNG other than like the tiny bit of, you know, Hollow Knight RNG. Um, and I got to the White Palace and I was like, okay, as long as I can get through the White Palace, like there's going to be RNG at the later, you know, the last two bosses of the game, but that's fine. Let me just get through the White Palace still ahead. I was ahead of the world record. And I completely messed it up. It was just all me. I, I messed up like three different times and I got really upset. And when I finished the run, it was still a new PB, but I missed record by like 14 seconds. I lost 30 seconds of the White Palace. Aww. And I was like, I was like in tears. I was like, this, this wasn't the game. The game didn't screw me over. It didn't give me bad RNG. It finally gave me the stars aligning run that I needed and I threw it away. And I felt like it just, it hurt. Like it hurt a lot. And I like, it sucks to, you know, you finally got the RNG and then, like, then you throw it away. It's like, when am I ever going to get that again? Like, I didn't think I was ever, you know, going to finally get an opportunity like that. Um, it definitely can feel discouraging when the game just feels like, like, there's been streams I've had, like, in 106, for example, uh, 106%. One of the, I think it's at the 16-ish minute mark, you have to go into Soul Sanctum, which is extremely RNG uh, section of the run of the, the game in general. And there'll be some days where it just, the game just feels evil. It just feels cruel. Like I just can't get past that part of the run. I just want to get a run started. Even if it's not even like that good, 
like it's a bad stream if I'm just doing the first 10 minutes of the run, you know, 15 times True. and people like, yeah, they'll, they'll start leaving. And I totally understand. Like, I don't want to watch that either. Like I, if I was watching a stream, I don't want to watch somebody like reset over and over, but like, I just like, ugh, it just feels so soul crushing. And you just have to, you just have to believe that like you're, you'll get one, you'll get one, you'll get one started. Eventually you just have to keep, you know, plugging away at it. And, and eventually like, like once you finally get that run started, you're like, okay, I got to capitalize here. I'm going to do it. Like, and it just, I don't know. You just have to push past it. It it hurts, but you know, what are you going to do? It, I think the good moments definitely make up for the, the moments that hurt. Yeah. Um, like we will talk about that good moment thing a little bit later, but you just, you just said one thing I find really interesting because that entire RNG thing, I feel like what people underestimate the most like people who are outside just watching speedruns underestimate the most is it can be extremely pressuring because like once you get the good RNG like in the example you just told us um you probably felt extremely pressure to white palace in in some sense even though you played it like thousands of times you still feel like fuck now i have the run if i don't get it now who knows when i will get it again and um like, let's talk about that mentality, like how much it can pressure you on the mentality and how stressful it can be in like both directions and both the, um, if you get like no good RNG and if you get like the perfect RNG and you know the only person to blame is you from now on and you then mess up. Let's, let's talk about that because I feel like we need to excel a little bit more on that. Yeah. I, I feel like I personally, I feel like I'm somebody that doesn't suffer from like, feeling the pressure too much or, or feeling like, you know, a lot of anxiety whenever I, I'm like deep in a run or whatever, but even like, I, the, I guess it'll kind of sound cocky, but even me, like even somebody who I don't think I get like feel that much pressure or whatever, even I like will succumb to it sometimes, you know, when I was in that white palace, I definitely felt it. It felt like, like this was the moment. This was the moment. I, I don't know when I'm going to get another one of these. I have to do it here. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I messed up once, like I messed up in the very beginning and I was like, gotta shake it off gotta shake it off and i messed up another time and i was like it's like a spiral go. that's never ending it, it, it's so yeah, difficult it, to break out of that thing it snowballed so hard like once one thing went wrong like you really just have to let it go and i could say it i you know i probably did say i don't remember exactly what it said but i probably said something along the lines of i gotta shake it off i gotta let it go but there's no way it was still in the back of my mind i, I was still thinking about it in every room and then every mistake from there on just compounded and built on that and it just exponentially grew in my mind until eventually I just crumbled and, and yeah. lost 30 seconds. Um, and so I, I do think that like, it's probably not like super, like the best mindset you could have to like, let it get to you that much. But I think it's just human. Like, I, I don't know anybody that's like going to completely be able to shake it off first try, you know, like it's going to happen. You just have to, like, get familiar with it. it and then you yeah, like yeah. understand how to can yeah how can how, blah, how you can shake it off uh, oh for I sure yeah i think yeah what you just said totally shows that like speedrunning is not about like just practice or talent or however you want to call it it's like also like uh, a, a a reasonable chunk of it is also like mental health mentality how you deal with like these things like what you just said is like so beautiful sometimes i, I speed run celeste and i feel like I'm on a good run, but I know there's one trick that I tend to mess up every now and then, 
I always, it's like all of a sudden in my mind that I'm going to mess it up or like I worry too much about it. And then I just play a lot more shakier because, the mess up, right? yeah, you know, you, you, sorry, I just said this German word because I'm so used to it. Oh, yeah, no, exactly what you're saying. Um, sometimes you just like so focused on something that you, you, you're not relaxed anymore. Like when you speed run normally, when you're not on the best pace of the world, you're so much more relaxed or when you practice it. And then it happens to be in a good run and you're like, I need to get it now. And then you start to mess it up by all yourself. And uh, another great example I feel I just want to add to this is um, when I watch Kaizo Mario ROM hack speedruns, um, they tend to say one thing that like they played the levels thousands of times. They have so much experience in Mario. They make it look easy. But they even like once they die in one level, it's like a death spiral. And they, they get out of this entire flow of the speedrun. You cannot escape from that sometimes. It's like extremely difficult. And, uh, I think that's like more of a consistency thing. Like people who are, uh, like very consistent with it and have a good mentality to it are really good at getting out of that. And that can like benefit, for example, in races where you don't have the, the chance to just reset. But, um, even on PB attempts, it can be just like a crucial thing that if you're not prepared for it, how to get out of a bad flow, I want to say it. It's like, it can be the run killer, run killer because we are humans, we make mistakes every now and then, and if we make a mistake at the wrong time, we need to learn how to get back from it. And I think it just, we just told it uh, in a very perfect way, <laughs> if, I, if I can say that. Um, uh, one thing I feel like many people might be wondering, because not everybody is at, at world record level, you know? Uh, there are like only a few, a small amount of people who really have to worry about getting world record with good RNG. But uh, how much can you think or can you say RNG should or affects mid-level or beginner level? Because it obviously affects them too, but in, in a different way. So let's talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's like also something that's interesting for people who start out with speedrunning, for example. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it can, I think it can affect every level because I mean, it, in, let's say, um, let's say you're, you're, if you were to play perfectly, right, in, in any percent of, of Celeste, or, well, I guess with, with RNG in Hollow Knight, mm -hmm. um, let's say your best that you could achieve with perfect gameplay and perfect RNG is like 45 minutes of any percent. And then those bad RNG moments will, you know, make you lose 10, 15, 20 seconds here and there. And all of a sudden you're up to 55 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever. And it's going to feel, honestly just as bad to you as me getting R bad rng to lose mm -hmm. five seconds and missing out on a record like it's still it's it's still relative to your skill level it's gonna feel just as bad to you as it does to me getting like you know you losing a minute to dying to watch nights because of bad rng is gonna feel just as bad as me losing 10 seconds to bad rng against watcher nights it's just it's relative like just because i'm losing a record to it doesn't mean that like your has more RNG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean any more for me. It just it's the same. It, it, I feel like like I can definitely relate to somebody being like, oh, you know, my game skipped during the explosion pogo and it, and I took two damage and died or something. Like it's gonna be like, yeah, that sucks on every level. It doesn't matter where you are on the <laughs> board. Like it's it definitely sucks. So I definitely feel like it doesn't it doesn't even matter um where you are on the leaderboard. It like you're gonna have to learn to deal with RNG and it's gonna suck, but you know, nothing you do about it, just keep going. Yeah, I've, yeah, I feel like we talked, yeah, oh, I don't know, that was really good, yeah, RNG is like, it's just a thing you have to get over, and even though you dislike it, it's like part of the game, part of the, you know, 
run mm-hmm. and uh i think we we need to talk more about how to actually deal with rng because that may maybe leave a little bit so um like how do you deal with for example with rng like you you have big parts rng parts in hollow knight and um you are aware of it obviously but um how do you make sure that you don't stress yourself too much with like bad rng patterns for example like how do you maintain um you know composure composure throughout a, a stream for example or throughout the day a week whatever because you will you will get you run into these bad weeks where you just like you get no good run going for like several days eventually yeah i think i think part of it comes down to it for me i think it comes down to like making sure that when you get the good rng you take advantage <laughs> and i think that all boils down to your confidence level of like what you're doing so like for, for example let's say me personally i've messed up explosion pogo in the past like week probably like five six times and the six months before that i probably messed it up once like it's just something that i never thought about i never messed it up and then just lately for some reason i've just been messing it up so now every time i'm on the way to, to explosion pogo i think about oh man i've messed this up lately let me see if i can do it right this time and that i think that's a bad mindset because i i think i'm wondering if i'm gonna get it instead of knowing i can get it Mm-hmm. And in my in my opinion, I think confidence is such a huge part of every video game, like competitive video game in, in existence, that I think that once you feel confident in what you're doing and you know you can do something, then you'll I think you'll get it more often in my personal experience. And it, in exchange, that means that when you get, you know, in certain RNG situations, when you get the good one, if you know that you can capitalize when it gives it to you, then like it feels less bad because the worst case scenario is you miss, like you get bad RNG, lose a run, get bad RNG, lose a run. Then you get good RNG and you lose the run still. And you're like, like that feels the worst. That feels mm-hmm. like it finally gave it to me. The game didn't screw me over. I screwed me over. And it like, that feels the worst. So as long as you're making sure that you're capitalizing it when it finally gives you what you need, then like, I feel like it makes the, the bad RNG ones sting less. Cause you're like, that wasn't my fault. What what could I have done? You know, it feels better knowing that like I at least at least I did what I could have done. I I played to my best ability. The game just didn't give it to me. Just start up another one. You know, it'll it'll work out eventually. And like um, you just keep trying. Like like one of the days the stars will align. Um, and as long as you make sure that you're taking advantage of it when it does give you the good one, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I totally love what you said that when you get good RNG and you didn't still lose it, that's like definitely the worst. Because like, yeah, you, you can you can only blame yourself and that's like the worst, definitely. Uh and I also like what you just said that if you like I when I speedrun Celeste, I have random parts of the run that I've did since sometimes day one. All the same, because it's like that basic. And then at some point I just mess it up once, and ever since I mess it up like four or five times per week because for whatever reason i i know i can mess up there and now my muscle memory is all gone i feel unconfident about it and like yeah it's so weird that things like this can randomly pop up and then you are then you are mentally so screwed there you just need to you know get the mindset back that you can still do it nothing has changed but it's so difficult i i really i really like that we we excel so much on speedrunning is such a mindset thing too. Not only like, oh, I played it thousands of times. I can do it like every time. No, yeah. you cannot because... None of, like, it's, 
none of it's set in stone, you know. Yeah. It kind of feels like whack-a-mole. Like you, you nailed that trick, now you work on something else, and that one pops back up. And you're like, I just fixed that, and like, and then it all of a sudden it's a problem again. Uh, and then when you're on your way to that part of the run, you're thinking about it. You're like, oh man, I, I, I'm gonna make sure I don't mess it up this time. Then you mess it up, and you're like, ah, like it's, yeah. it's the worst. And and even if you like practice it, and then practice it when it's all well, it still like shows up in your mind during the run. And um, I want to say one thing, but I totally forgot it. Oh yeah, it might mean. Your mindset is not always perfect every day. Like, at some day, you maybe, like, be stressed from work or school, and you just want to ki- cool off in your stream or in your speedrun. Uh, but they're still, like, you know, you're, it's not... Your, our mind is so complex, you can never, like, predict anything. Like, uh, there are random parts that even happen in our mind. Like, at some point, we just think randomly about one thing, and then we focus less on the run. It's like, yeah... Okay, I, I've ran out of, actually, ideas for this episode. I thought we were good, but we are not. So let's just uh, add one thing to the final so we can conclude it here without, you know, trying to get any more out of it. Um, because I think we, we talked about, like, many good things. Is like, if there's, like, one more thing we wanted to say about, like, RNG, how to deal with it, what's, like, good or bad about it. Like, if we can conclude RNG in one sentence... Uh, to explain it once and for all for people and what are the good and bad things in it, then uh, let's do it now so we have a good conclusion to this episode. Yeah, um, I think if you want to think about RNG in speedrunning, you can kind of think of it as like like a, like a spice. You know, if, if you're making a dish, if you're cooking, and it has too much of the spice, it can ruin it. But if it has none, it sucks. Like, it has to have that healthy middle ground of like just enough to make it just just a little bit different you know because mm-hmm. if you have a bland dish like and with no rng like i said there are exceptions like in celeste i think celeste is great without rng but most of the time in a lot of games like it's just going to feel bland it's going to feel like eventually somebody just got the perfect run with the perfect execution and then what, where do you go from there like now you're fighting in a 20 minute game for frames like that's no one wants to do that but if it's too much rng and, and don't get me wrong, some people love a ton of spice. They love their food drowned in spice. You know, people that run like Mario Party, for example, they love it. But, <laughs> that but, is such a good uh, comparison. I love that. <laughs> but, but I think once you have that healthy middle ground of just enough to make it to where people have to react to it, um, it becomes, like I said earlier, a skill. It, it definitely, like, uh, some of the best Hollow Knight runners are not just the best at, like, doing the stuff every time they're good at adjusting on the fly they're good at okay that went wrong like you know very time slowed down way like that went wrong like half a second ago how do i react to that how do i fix this how do i get back on track get back in rhythm um so i i I think ultimately i'm glad rng is a thing i'm glad it's in in runs and um and i think it makes for way more interesting speed runs because if you have nothing then like it just i don't know it, it just it's not it makes it makes the game have to skill test you in other ways, which is totally possible. But um, a lot of times, it, it comes down to like I, I would rather see people adjust to the RNG and have to have to use that skill because I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's actually cool because you just mentioned one thing that reminds me of what I want to say in that episode just at the end. Because no. yeah, adjusting to the fly is like definitely, in my opinion, like one of the coolest things like speedrunners can learn or can utilize on it's like so cool and because of that there's one thing in the speedrun scene i really really love and that's randomizers because they Mm. like shake up a game in a way that it's like like 
a different game I want to say. Like, let's say about, let's talk about Zelda randomizers or even Hollow Knight randomizers. It's basically, when I play these things, it feels for me I play a roguelike of my favorite game in my favorite game universe. Um, yeah. and I still have to, you know, learn certain rules. Like when I have this item, I can walk over there and, you know, I still have to adapt on the fly. So when I get these two item combinations, what can I do with that? Should I, should I risk going to that area or should I go the safe way and go to the another area, which is closer and have more items or whatever? And it's like, th- that's why I love randomizers because everybody has, can utilize their own playstyle and, um, you, but you can still like compete very well with an, an, an human, for example, like randomizer races. Everybody plays different, but at the end, the people who like have the most consistent strats and also the skill in the game are the ones who come out at the top. And that's like you just said, adapting on the fly, and in my mind, immediately popped in uh, randomizers. Why I do love randomizers. So eventually, we will have a, an episode in the future with another guest, or maybe with you. I don't know about randomizers because randomizers are a beautiful beautiful thing in speedrunning i feel like uh it's like it definitely revolutionized the speedrun scene like because they are not that, that long of a thing like the first randomizer that really was big was a link to the past and ever since like this speedrunning scene is so full of randomizers it's incredible like yeah thank you for reminding me of that Oh, no problem. Randomizers is one of those things that I definitely love watching. I think randomizers are super interesting. I yeah. I don't do them that much just because, um, like I said, I get really tunnel vision on my goals. And like mm. I feel like if I'm going to be playing a game, I want to be trying to reach one of those goals. And if I were to have everything accomplished, maybe I'd have time to like you know do other stuff. But I've never accomplished everything. <laughs> but <laughs> and so like I... I, I don't do a lot of randomizer, but I think they're super interesting. Like the um, the Andy and Oats and Goats one, where they the yeah. Super Metroid. That was so interesting to me. I, I could watch that a hundred times. And so I I would kill for a Hollow Knight and Ori combo randomizer. Oh, that, that would be so the coolest cool. thing in the. That God, sounds so I because I know the Ori randomizer is somewhat big, and like Hollow Knight mm-hmm. has also a randomizer, but it's not that utilized. It combining these two things sounds like very beautiful. Maybe maybe yeah. we could that get that one day with if eventually Silk Song like. Whenever Silk Song is getting released, Silk Song and World of Wisps, man, that'd be so sick. Yeah. Okay, I think I think we 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 talked about a little bit of different RNG at the end, but I think it was a beautiful episode. So thank you all for listening, and thank you visuals for talking with us about RNG, and I hope you like like to talk about uh, randomizers at the very end of it. So. Um, I forgot to mention that in the other other episode we just recorded, but please make sure to vi- to follow visuals on on both Twitter, Twitch, and do you have a YouTube? You do have a YouTube where you upload yeah. your PBs. Go follow him on that. I will link that on the podcast episode and on the YouTube video. So check that out. And thank you, visuals, for being here. It was totally awesome to talk with you an hour or something. We've talked now, so thank you for being here. And yeah, thank you all for listening. And see you soon. Bye. Wasn't that a really cool episode? I think that was one of the best episodes I've ever recorded. I slowly, I slowly get the hang of this podcast thing, don't I? So, yeah, I really think we got all the good information put into one good chunk of video slash podcast. Speaking of video, I also upload this to YouTube and I also make YouTube content if you wanna watch more of what I do because if you if you listen all the way through this you probably enjoy what you're hearing so you could give my YouTube also a check out there are a lot of topics I talk a lot about uh, speedrun things most people don't really talk about um, I also have a twitch where I will stream three times per week once my internet is fixed so yeah 
I would really highly appreciate if you could check these things out. Um, I think it's the good for you. You love my content. I give you more content. What else do you want? I think that's the, that's a good deal. Thank you for listening to my podcast. It really means a lot to me that so many people are listening to this. See you all in the next episode. Bye.